Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome back. How are you? So fun. I'm good. How are you? Really good. I want to say something, though, because I'm embarrassed. What? Last episode, I had a cold. And as I was editing it, I could hear me sniffling. Oh. And I apologize. I didn't even notice. And I was sitting right by you. I apologize if you had to listen to my sniffing. I will try really hard this time. I'm no longer sick, but I'm just putting it out there. I noticed and You're I'm sorry. So kind to there be, you go. you know, aware. <laughs> I was a little embarrassed when it's I listened like, to it. It's we live in an age now where sniffing is actually like the world's biggest faux pas. Yes. You aren't allowed to sneeze. No, cough. No. 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 It's it's very bad. You are It might mean that you're dying. Well, you're killing someone else. Yes. Is what it means. That's exactly what it means. You're dying and you're taking someone down with you. Like, how dare you? How inconsiderate of you. Right. I do have to say that last week, um, my husband and I went to Disneyland for anniversary and we were standing. It was was so great. With no children. (laughs) Disneyland with no children is magical. Oh, It is not magical magical. with children. It's great, but it's not magical. (laughs) Without children, magical. We were standing in a line and the lady in front of us who... Awesome people watching, by the way. Oh, always the best there. I love it there. Um, She's standing in front of us and had made herself very known for a few other reasons that were just fun. We were loving her. And then, and so we're standing right behind her and she turns her head backwards as if not to cough on the people in front of her, but then therefore coughs (laughs) right in my husband's face. And I just look over at him and he's like, did that just happen and i'm like uh-huh she just coughed in your face like she could have coughed into the back of the head of the or person like, in front of her in your elbow like or don't we elbow, know that like you turned no. around and coughed in his face it was she like close her eyes did she uh, see him and be like oops <laughs> she she did not even like respond at all or it was like, just like yep, yeah you, she just coughed you're gonna and stand behind me you turn back around you're gonna get coughed on yeah Lucky you. Right? You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of being sick last week, that was right after we got back from Disneyland. And there you go. Germs, germs, germs. I got a little sick. But all's well now. I will try very hard not to do sniffles in this episode. I'm glad it was just a cold. Yeah. Me too. You look well. Thank you. I feel much better. (laughs) So, Jamie. Yes, Do you have a fun fact for us today? I do. So our book next for... April for this month is The Less People Know About Us, A Mystery of Betrayal, Family Secrets, and Stolen Identity by Axton Betts Hamilton. (laughs) So a little bit about Axton. She is an expert in identity theft. So she's taken her story and turned it into her career, um, having personal experience that she's now turned into her career, like I just said. Um, she frequently speaks on the topic of a wide range of, at a wide range of conferences and has won multiple awards for her research, teaching and service. Axton has a master's degree in consumer sciences and retailing and a PhD in human development and family studies, focusing on child identity theft and elder financial exploitation perpetrated by family members. Okay. I, I mean... Child identity theft and elder financial exploitation. 
I haven't ever really thought about child identity theft. But when I hear about scams against the elderly, that is a certain kind of hell for the people who do that. Oh, yeah. To take advantage I think it goes of both elderly ways. people. But I've never really heard ways. a lot of stories about child identity theft. I, so. I have a close connection to that. It's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. Right. You can't do that to someone. You set them up to fail. Before they've even started life. Yeah. I, and on I just the have other heard about it way more end with of that elderly. spectrum, yeah. you have these people who have lived their whole life. Have worked hard. And they deserve to enjoy the benefits of whatever yeah. that might look like. Right. And to take that from them. It's not like they can go to work and earn more. Right. It, well, and it goes on two parts. Either they've worked really, really hard and they've saved and scrimmaged and they have this nest egg to retire in. Mm-hmm. And then you take advantage of that. Or those that don't really have the nest egg. They've worked hard their whole lives, but just got by their whole lives. And now they're on a very restricted yeah. so to income take to live that. and then to take that. Totally. Both are awful. So awful. And so, ugh. Anyway. It's just, it is, I do think that there has to, and what are you telling yourself, right? right. Like, what's happening in your mind that you You're that not, you justify those actions? Like, these do you are have not no people. compassion? Yeah. yeah. They can't think of them as people. Right. Because there's just no way. I just can't even get behind that mindset. It's so hard. It's sad. Becoming okay with it. At what point do you switch in your life? Or were, did you ever have any compassion or thought to like other you, humans? You need money right now, and you think you deserve someone else's money. Yeah. I, I don't get yeah, it. I don't get it either. Anyway. anyway. All right. Today is what's yeah. on your shelf. Yes. I'm, I have lots of books. I actually- I, I had to narrow it down. I've slowed down a little. We've swapped. But I've come up a little since then. So I actually have some to talk about this time. It's I'm been, excited. I've I've scrounged a little bit with only one or two books the last couple episodes. I know. So. There, it's a bit, you know, when we hit those busier times, it's hard yeah. to spend time reading. But okay, I've been on a roll. I Good. got books. You got books. Take it away, Sarah. Want me to go first? Yep. The first book I'm going to talk about is Rebecca. By Daphne oh, Demure. How do you say it? Oh, I say Demure, but I don't I'm know. I'm sure you're right. If it's I'm like saying French, it right. I think. Mm-hmm. So I've never read this before. This is a classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it came out how long ago? 70s? Maybe. I, I don't, don't even, even know. know because this on here is like a reprint that they've yeah. put, which I know is not the original date. Yeah. It's um, old. It's one that's on a lot of lists. I think we were supposed to read it in high school. Oops. You know, I, I didn't read I it in did. high school. I read it, but a lot of people do. Yes. Um, I, it was a book club, book club pick for my neighborhood book club. Oh, that's fun. Like maybe four years ago, four or five years ago, which that, and that was the first time I had read it. Yes. So just a little background in case you haven't read it, mm-hmm. like me. Um, Rebecca is about a young lady's maid who is taking care of an ornery kind of busy body mm-hmm. older woman and they stay. I mean, this was a long time ago and they're in England. I, I don't know what the era would be. I mean, Ooh. she's lived They're basically living in a hotel. Like mm-hmm. you stay here for three months and, and then, then you, you move go, somewhere else yeah. for a few months. You're just traveling abroad. Yes. She's like being her handmaid yeah. kind of lady in waiting. Her companion. Yes. It's like a companion. And she's, she doesn't have a whole lot of 
what's the word like opportunities mm-hmm. you know so this is a this is a good opportunity for her right, to for be her able to, to travel. do this and meet people and mm-hmm. whatnot anyway but she doesn't love it and while they're staying at this hotel in england um a man comes and sits next to them at the restaurant and they begin chatting and la di da well mm-hmm. this story then goes on to tell the progression of this lady's maid rebecca and um oh she's not rebecca yes so his wife remember. passed away at the very yeah. beginning like he's come he and the busybody knows all about him and she tells her like he's a widow and his wife passed away not very long ago and and he must be so sad and yeah anyway so his deceased wife is rebecca okay and then that's anyway it's the they form a relationship they get married and it's their life at manderley which is where it's his residence. It's like an estate, as you would dream, a big estate in England uh-huh. would be. And she has to deal with a lot of things that are there. The staff, you know, comparing herself to this dead woman and all the things. And without anyone really talking about it, everyone skirts around the, you know, what happened with her, but she doesn't really know. So she's having to put together the pieces. Okay. It's a fun little mystery. Little, I say, but it's really 450 pages. Yeah. Um, I liked it. It was a little slow for me. It, it was like, is. come on, come on. I think it being a classic, it spends a lot more time de- describing yes. like the long driveway <laughs> up to the hotel and every flower and petal and yes. the rocks on the ground. Like unnecessary it descriptions. It is very detail oriented, but it paints a very vivid picture. It does. But it is very slow that way because of the descriptions. And you think you know all these things uh-huh. that are happening. And then, so I loved the end. Uh-huh. Like the last, I don't know, 50, 100 pages, I loved. It was really hard to get into, would you say? Yes. The beginning was very like trying to wrap my head around, wait, what is this story? I what are we doing? I it up to like 1.7. Oh, wow. I never, and it was fine. You were fine at one point. It was 7. fine. So I don't know if my narrator that I had, I'm sure there's me, there's multiple mm-hmm. options out there for this book, but my narrator just was slower in general. But like, I was like, come on, pick it up. So I read it. it I didn't quick. listen to it. I read the book. So I don't, um, I was just reading But like I said, definitely glad I read it. Yeah. It's a, I liked it's it. It's a classic. I liked it. Yeah. I just thought it was too, it was really slow at the beginning. But I loved the end. I gave yeah. it three stars. Awesome. Yeah, great book. It's Rebecca mm-hmm. um, by Daphne du Maur. Du Maur. I'm going to say it like that just Kay. in case I just don't for say it right. Okay. Anyway. Sounds good. Yeah. There you go. That's Excellent read. Way to get a classic in there. Sometimes. Yeah. Once every, every few once years. In a while, you throw one in. <laughs> I get it. Okay. For my first one today, I read Beautiful Country and talk about not knowing how to pronounce a name. Quan Julie Wang. Okay. I'm going to tell you that I, um, I've never read anything by this author before, but I have two other books that I'm reading right now with the last name Wang, and they're all a different author. Like, Ooh, interesting. none of them are repeats. So when it's I just saw Wang, like I was Smith. like, wait, I just got Jonah's Okay and um, Imposter Syndrome. And they're oh. both last name Wang. Anyway, 
Okay, mm. interesting. Just weird how some things fact. just fall in place sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's a little weird fact for you. Uh, Beautiful Country by Kian Julie Wang. Uh, this is a memoir. Um, she's telling her story of coming to America. So her and her mom and dad um, came from China to America. And um, this is around 1994, early 90s. And dad came first and mom and to kind of like get things established and find a place and they couldn't get permission to leave the country. And then they did, but they didn't come legally. They had um, papers that were not legit for being here. Okay. And so they're here for opportunity. And she says, I'm in the richest country in the world living in poverty because they're undocumented. They, live in poverty and it's the struggle of not being able to get out to make this American dream because everything it they're at risk every corner they turn of being caught and deported or getting in trouble. So they work, parents work in sweatshops. The girl's left home by herself. She's, she's made fun of at school and doesn't really fit in at school, but she's afraid to ever say anything or bring attention because they don't want to get reported. That's like the fear of everything. You have to be so careful what you say, what you do to not bring too much attention. And if you're treated unfairly, you just deal with it. You don't say anything about it because you don't want to bring the attention to you. So they live in like these housing apartment type things that multiple families live in. They never have their own place. It's, I just, this little girl, I feel so bad for her. And then mom gets sick and they don't have, she like hides her symptoms for a really long time because they just can't afford to go to the doctor and going to the doctor puts them in the spotlight. Very risky. They don't know if they're going to get reported or not, but it gets to the point where she has to, and she's in the hospital for a long time and she gets, she's really, really sick. And um, so living through that and all of this, how it's affecting the dad that he's not able to take care of the family, that he can't give them the things they want, but he also wants the American dream and he wants to put on the persona of being an American and having things. And, oh, it's just... It's so sad. It's almost like they hear about America and it's so glorified when they're in China and then they get here and they're like, yeah, no, this isn't what we thought it would be. And they just want to go back home. Except the dad. The dad does not, but the mom and the daughter just want to go back to what's familiar. Yeah. None of the language is familiar, the smells, the foods, and they just don't ever fit in. It's just, it's really eye-opening. There is something, um, have you ever heard the saying, like, bloom where you're planted? Yes, yes. Like, trying to make the most of the situations you're in, rather than, I mean, sometimes you can't. Yeah. Like, I think sometimes Absolutely. you do sometimes, need to change. I mean, we have refugees coming, yes. you know, fleeing awful things all the time, and they have to leave, um, or need to, and... But then sometimes, yeah. I wonder what good you could bring to the area the grass that you The isn't always from. greener. And yeah. how bad was it there that living right. here in this poverty was a better situation? Like, That's what was the badness there that 
anyway, so it's it's very interesting the journey that this family goes on and what ends up happening to them. Interesting. I, I won't go into that because I don't what want to spoil it. What did you give it? I gave it three stars. It was okay. Um, it was really it was good. It was eye opening. Okay. I recommend it. Um, maybe not the best immigration book. You know, I've read mm-hmm. others that I that were more powerful. Um, I'm not saying this was boring. I just didn't feel that. Like this amazement. was a little bit more depressing and not like probably more realistic redeeming. But yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you mean. So, and a little slow, but okay. um, three stars. It's, it's a good one. Awesome. All right. Um, the next one that I'm going to talk about is what's left unsaid. It, this is by Emily Bleeker. Have okay. You, Read this one. I feel like I've... Now I want to know if I've read any others by her. I didn't look before now. But she's re- written a number of books, actually. And there's hmm. a few I've marked as want to read. But no, I, this is the first this one I've actually read. This is the first you've read, read from her. Tell me the title again. What's Left Unsaid. Okay. Nope, I have not read this. Okay. So this is a book about um, a Chicago Tribune journalist named Hannah. Okay. Who she's young. She's, you know, just, she's new in the field. So maybe a couple of years in and she lives with her boyfriend. Well, she did. So this, where you start is she is devastated and just moved to live with her grandmother, take care of her who isn't well, um, because she was living with her boyfriend and she walked in on him one afternoon came home early and what did she find him with another woman in their in apartment there. so nice she's devastated he breaks up with her and never talks to her again and is now engaged to that woman and so she goes through quite a mental breakdown yeah um has a really difficult time all she, she actually is sad that he did that but mostly just wants him back okay so um as an, and then and then her father passes away, and so she's just feeling very, very lost. And so she goes to Mississippi to take care of her ailing grandmother. And her grandmother found her a job at the local newspaper. It's just a little, you know, newspaper that just to give her something to do to make her feel like she's needed yeah. in this area to try. They're all everyone's trying to help her. Anyway, while she's working in the newspaper, she's not getting very good um, assignments and she's not loving it. She loves being with her grandma, but she is just listless and she just wants her boyfriend to come back to her. And it's all very sad. Um, She's told to clean out some archives and she comes across some letters from the 1930s from a girl saying, you know, telling her story. And you get little pieces of her story as we go. All you know is that um, she, at the very, you find out in the beginning that she's telling a story of how she was shot and crippled. Oh, wow. But you don't know who did it or when it happened to her. Or who this girl is. Or who the girl is. She says she changed names to protect everyone, but it's a story to tell. Worth telling. And... Hannah becomes quite invested in this and you follow. So you follow along in the book of her trying to find the roots of the story, the validity of the story, who the people are that are involved right? and um, why this newspaper has never printed it. Why did they 
reject this story. It's a very great story. So in the meantime, you know, she's taking care of her grandmother. She meets people in the town, um, you know, and you're wondering what's going to happen with her boyfriend. And it's just kind of that story. And then at the end, obviously, the resolution of the story of Interesting. this 1930s story. Yeah. And also, like, what she decides to do for herself. Right. Yeah. She's kind of at a crossroads. So it was fun. It was good. It definitely kept my interest. There was just one part in the middle that I felt like kind of got muddy, but definitely worth the read. I gave it three stars. It's called What's Left Unsaid by Emily Bleeker. Awesome. I know. That sounds good. It is. It was a good one. Okay. The next one I want to talk about is Why Not Me by Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling is from The Office. Oh. And then The Mindy Project yes, is her I love show that her. Came. Yes. She is, yes, she is one of my favorites. Yeah. Favorite character on The Office for sure. She's a hoot. I read her book. She's written a lot of books, actually. I knew that, although I've never read any. I read Is Everyone Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me a long time ago, years and years ago. It came out in 2011, and I loved it. I gave it four stars, and I loved it, but I haven't read any of hers since. And so I grabbed this one. It was available. Um, and it was good. It's not as good as Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? You like me? the other one better. This one I gave three stars. So this is Why Not Me? And it came out in 2016. So it's a newer one of hers. But like I said, she's got a lot of other books out there. And even though it was enjoyable, she reads her own book, of course. So I love that. And I, I love that. Listening. The... The book I read previously of hers talked a lot about how she ended up on The Office and her childhood and um, her relationships with the other cast members on The Office. And so I started re-watching The Office because of it and just listening that to her so tell stories fun. about each episode was super fun. So yeah. this one doesn't have as much of that, but it talks about her relationships um, with different people like BJ Novak, who was on The Office. They're really really close friends. And she talks a lot about him and how he supported her. And um, they're more like siblings. They're just not, she's like, not even just friends, like a family. He's like a family member and just a little bit more of her after the office years and what she's done and how she's been treated. And um, one part that I really liked, she discusses what people say about her and her weight and how that affects her. And that was, it's really powerful to hear like, you know, we talk about other amazing people and what they do, and we never talk about their weight. But if you are an actress or an actor, then that becomes what you talk about with them if they're not a size two. And exactly. and just the effects that has on you when you're um, your self-worth Absolutely. and getting over that. Anyway, so I, re I really enjoyed it. She's funny. She's down to earth. And it's, it's crazy to read. What I like about hers is she, like... She's just your average everyday. She wasn't a child star. She wasn't, she is, her parents were immigrants to this country. So she's second generation and they are the family that came in and made it happen. Like they lobbed onto the American dream and um, they started out with not a lot and she's been really successful and it's amazing and did it all within that, you know, one generation, one generation. time span. So She's a, Good for her. Yeah. She's great. I love listening to her. She is so she's funny. She's got some funny, dry humor. And yeah, 
I like it was good. And Three something stars. about like you mix that humor with her tone of voice that's mm-hmm. like you just don't expect her humor. Yeah. I don't know what it is, yeah. but it is so funny. She's so girly and then not so girly and I know. It's just a good it's just a good listen. That's awesome. Just a nice easy. I've gone for a lot of mine this week, you'll notice, are really quite um palate cleansers. Ah. Because I've had a lot of really deep hard ones lately so starting with this one on Mm -hmm. are my easy listeners i like it doesn't take a lot of thought you need those sometimes you know easy breezy book Mm -hmm. yeah i I went yeah i totally have felt that too okay my next book is the maid by nita prose you read this too didn't you i did i did read it just recently i think we were reading it at the same time i think so i noticed on goodreads that you put it in right as i did for a rating Hmm. what did you think okay so just a little background it is not what i thought was it what you thought no i didn't even really have any background on it it was just one that was on a lot of lists yeah. i put it on my library list because it had a long wait list yes and didn't really i had I think I saw a commercial for like a TV show and I put that in my brain about like a woman who is, this is so random, but about a woman who is um, blackmailed into cleaning up these kinds of like murder messes. Oh yeah. She's, she is a house cleaner, but they like threaten her son if she doesn't like come in and clean up after these. So she's cleaning up or something. Murder messes. Yes. And so she has to, anyway, so that's what I thought I was going to read. It was not what it no, was about. not at all. Not okay, at so this all. is about Molly, who is um, a maid at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of becomes the number one suspect for the death of a very prominent hotel guest. Mm-hmm. And she has some social, what would you call it? She's probably on the autism spectrum somewhere. Yes. Like doesn't know how to read social cues or social mm-hmm. interactions mm-hmm. Um, and interpret like facial expressions or humor or she takes things extremely literally. Yes. Would you say that? Absolutely. And so, and she loves to clean. She's very good at her job. And because she's not very personable, the other staff don't love her because they make she makes them look bad. Yeah. One of the things that I love about her is this is her dream job. She loves it. She loves cleaning. And she wants it to be perfect. Yes. Like, because she, I think she can make she it perfect. She has a lot of pride yes. in her work. And she's very systematic about her work. It's so fun. I love it so much because I do not like to clean. Yes. I don't have an ounce of this, but I love it. I wish I did. I know. Wouldn't that be great? So I I thought it was super fun. She's so funny. Like she's very often taken advantage of, or at least you think she's being taken advantage yes. of, but she's maybe not as dumb as you think. Anyway, it's it's so it was so fun. It was a really light, easy read. Um, it's a little mystery t- mm-hmm. turned into or spun up with this funny character. I love like a quirky character. Yes, I love a quirky character. Me too. And this is. If you've read Eleanor, Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. That kind of a quirky character. Yes. This is, this would be a very similar. Did you love Eleanor Oliphant? I loved it. See, and I just thought that one was okay. Really? Yeah. I, I loved mean, it was it. okay. Okay. Interesting. But everyone loved it, and I felt yeah. like the odd man out. Okay. And I loved the maid. Yeah. And you thought. I gave it three stars, I think. Yeah. I liked it. I liked, liked it, it a lot. Like when I say three stars, 
I wish you could be like three stars is such the like in the, the hump mm-hmm. of the hill. It's either a three lower three stars where I'm like, ooh, I almost wouldn't recommend it. Yes. It's almost like a 2.75. Sure. It's a three. <laughs> I recommend it. It has some things. Or there's like a high three. I would yeah. give this one a high three. I maybe even should have given it four. Well, but and I think lots of things play into our rating, right? Like the order that you read these books. What you've where, read. Yeah, yeah. Where are you, you know, and what's happening in your world outside of books, right? right? I think it does where also Where your stress affect, level is. Yes. Where your emotions and I, are. I listened to it really quick. I think within, like I started it one day, finished it the next. Yeah. It was, I sat. And listened a big chunk of it while I did a puzzle. Uh-huh. So it was just Ooh, like I was better. laughing and trying to figure out like yeah. who did it. Yeah. Anyway, so I just thought it was very enjoyable. That's where my four came yeah. from. I love I loved it. Yeah. I really liked it too. So fun. I, I love a good quirky character. I thought Me it was too. fun. Super fun. So, All right. Anyway. The maid. Okay. My next one is You Have a Match by Emma Lord. Let's talk about I'm just reading fluff at this point. Well, what is this? Palette cleanser, palette cleanser. This is like a young adult. Uh, it's about some high school kids. Like one of them's just graduated from high school and the others are just finishing up or is just grad. It's the summer. So one just graduated and one and a couple of them just finished their junior year. So they're kind of... I have seen this cover. Yeah, it's cute. It's a super cute cover. It's so cute. It's a good story. It's a good story, but it is high schoolers. So sure. it's like... Nothing, it's a, dr- a bit dramatic. I read one of those too recently, and I actually loved it. Yeah, there's not a lot... This is not like... You're going to walk away like... with Five-star book, by all means. Yeah. yeah. But for what it is, I enjoyed it. Fun characters. These these friends in high school, they've grown up together. It's one boy and two girls. And they are all struggling with something, navigating life, trying to figure things out. And the one boy is adopted. And his he's trying to figure out if he has any... Um, he gets a DNA kit and wants to know if there's anybody else. He doesn't know who his birth parents are. And so, and he's 18 now, so he can, he's the one that's just graduated. And so they decide these three friends to all do a DNA kit and send it off. And his comes back and there's no link. It doesn't link him to anybody. And so he's kind of like, there was a part of him that wanted to find somebody like a family DNA family member. And then part of him that was a little bit relieved, but the one girl who had, you know, was just doing it to go along gets this email that she has a genetic match, a 100% sister. So not just a half sibling, a full blown sibling. So it's a child of her mom and dad. This sister is just older than her and she's the oldest and has some younger brothers. And she is wanting to figure out what, why would her parents never have told her about this? And what does she not know about her parents that have led to a sibling? How did this happen? And they go off to summer camp and it's just all the silly, like Disney movie summer camp things and stuff. But they're also trying to figure this out and the parents and it's, it was good. It was good. Cute, easy, Mm -hmm. little romance Teenage romance. You need that sometimes, you know? Yeah. Cl- clean. Just the bright-eyed. Just a, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right? When you think 
the characters, it's like, life is so stressful and crazy. And I'm looking back at my 44 year old self, like, Oh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> if only. Right. If only that was my worry right now. <laughs> You're good. You just sit right. tight. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. Yes. Just oh, chill out and enjoy sure. it. So anyway, I gave fun. it three stars. You have a match by Emma Lord. That's way fun. I think I'd like that one. Yeah. I think you would too. All right. The last one I'm going to talk about today is The Night of Many Endings by Melissa Payne. Ooh. Um, I is think- this going to be like a Groundhog's Day? No. <laughs> okay. I It was not what I anticipated. Okay. I will say that. It's not like that. I don't know where the title kind of comes from. Oh, interesting. I mean, it's a fun title. Right. Um, but not a strong relation to the story? I don't know. Maybe I'm not seeing it. Yes. Yeah, some- which is possible, right? Yeah. Like there might be a meaning there I just didn't catch. You didn't pick up I'm on. a little dense yeah. sometimes. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but this story is about... Um, a girl who is named Nora. She, her parents died when she was very young in a car accident and her brother was driving the car. And because of that, he's, he felt so much guilt, so much like it was his fault Mm -hmm. that they died. He was driving the car. It wasn't, it was a storm. He's, they slipped like the car slipped. It's fine. It was an accident. Um, but he can't forgive himself and was also very severely injured and so became was given pain medication for his severe injuries mm-hmm. um, and became addicted to those. And one thing led to another, and he has since become an addict. Um, they lived, both he, he and Nora's sister and brother lived with an aunt and uncle who took them in immediately and loved them, wanted them to be a part of their family, always felt like let them know that they considered them just like their own. Like we love you so much and we love your parents and we would do anything for your family. But as they try to help the brother, it's, it doesn't go well. And they end up just saying like for the protection of our children and Nora, like you need to not be here. And Nora's like, you know, a tween when all of this is going on. And she's when he finally, I think has to, is told he can't come, he shouldn't come back or he chooses on his own not to come back. I'm not sure, but it's, um, it's a painful thing. And so you now Nora's grown and she feels responsible for her brother. And so she knows, she understands why her aunt and uncle had to distance themselves. Right. But she feels like she has to choose, but her brother is an addict and she never knows where he is at. She's tried. So, so this is a story of, a sibling of an addict, a family member How of an addict. Heartbreaking. It really is. Because you love them and you want to help them, but at the same time, the risk of, I mean, ugh, it's tough. The money, the rehab, the they'll steal from you, the, all the different mm-hmm. things, the betrayal, the hurt, the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think I have a certain, or I have had a, certain perspective and point of view about Mm -hmm. it and the way it should be dealt with. And then to watch Nora do like 
everything I don't think I would ever do. Yeah. But to listen to her thoughts and like her reasoning behind it, like she has a very big heart and she understands why he's in the situation that he's in and she just wants him to be okay. Yeah. And she just wants him to know he's not alone and she loves him and she will do anything for him to be okay. Mm. And so she waits for him to call. She waits and waits. She's basically puts her life on hold because he doesn't get a life. Mm -mm. She's, she doesn't get a life. Anyway, it's very interesting. And you watch her battle with like what the right things are. And, the, and one night there's a great big storm. She works as a librarian. Aww. One night there's a great big storm and um, they're stuck in the library, her and a number of people. And they kind of all start sharing. Right. And there's, and she gets to see one of the people was outside the library and she sees him and he's, she he's laying down in the snow like he's dying and so she runs out there he's overdosed but she is trained mm -hmm. because she wants to help anyone now yeah and so she tr saves him with the shot that you can give him right and brings him into the library so you hear his story an addict um and then her point of view and then there's oh, wow. an older woman's point of view there's lots of different people that are like kind of playing into the story and it's it was really it was really good i gave it four mm. stars that sounds really good it was good it was different than in, than most books I've like i can't remember a book i've read like this before it gives a lot of insight into you know um addiction mm -hmm. and it's it's sad it's very sad but not like so sad that you just like can't get up out of bed Right. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It's it's a it's a soft way to get a good look at addiction. At addiction. Yes. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend it. Tell me the name again. It's called The Night of Many Endings by Melissa many. Payne. Okay. Not at all. When you said the title, that is not at all. I know. What I so maybe I mean, there's different people. The night in of the, the storm library. and all the endings of their stories, yeah. like the different stories. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna put that one on my list. That it sounds good. really good. I actually don't think it's at our library. I think I listened to that on um, audit audible? audible. Okay. Yeah. I have found so many books I've wanted to read lately not at our library. It's weird. I've gone through a phase of oh, not that one either. Oh, not that one either. It's I been kind of disappointing. I want to start working for the library in their buying department. <laughs> yeah. I want to know. I don't know that I want to work there because I'm sure they have a system and they have protocols they have to follow. I just want to know what those are, how and why. And if so many people request a book and it's not there, do they get that, like the data from that to know, oh, a lot of people are requesting this. We should get it. I don't know. I want to know. Or do I need to go in and request these books. If right. you're a librarian, please tell us. Let us know how this works. <laughs> I just want to know the inner workings of a library, actually. I know. Oh, me too. Would I love to know that? Me too. Okay. My last book today is I'm actually kind of embarrassed. What? <laughs> Why? So I am so not the cheesy romance novel. And Sometimes this is total cheesy romance a place. novel. Okay, well, I did it this week. Like when I said palate cleansers, like no brainers, this is like <laughs> ultimate no brainer. And to the point where I almost was like, I'm not even gonna put this on my Goodreads. I don't want anyone to know I read it. Oh, stop. But what is I it? read it, ladies. 
and gentlemen. It is called The Love Hypothesis. It's been on so many lists lately. It just came out in 2021. It's by... I have heard about this one. It's by Allie Hazelwood. And it has a super cute cover. It's like all the little romance cover, cartoony, you know, popular images right now. Um, so when you look at the cover, you'll know, like, this is one of those <laughs> chiclet. But it is love. Love stories. But it is oh love. Oh my gosh, it is so loved. Look at this. There are diehard lovers of this book. It gets 4.38 stars with 383,000 ratings. What? That's like, a lot. Like a lot of people have read this book loved, and love it. Loved. Now, I'm giving it <laughs> two stars. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm not saying I didn't finish it in one day. I did. (laughs) Obviously, I liked it. I couldn't turn it off. But it is the dumbest premise, the most unbelievable storyline. Likeable characters, though. That's nice. completely ridiculous. And the whole time I'm listening to it, I'm going, this is so ridiculous. Yeah. And yet... I couldn't shut it off. <laughs> Do I recommend it? No, there is no redeeming. Like you, you can go through your life without reading this book. You, you will absolutely live. could. But if you want just to, if you're like a romance novels, I do have to say though, I've read, I've read many a book. Sure. Obviously, I've read many a book with sex scenes. Okay. This might be one of the most graphic long sex scenes I've ever read maybe that's so where this um i think that's why people like it so much i was like mm, i've had enough of it okay and i'm not one that shies away from a sex scene i like a good there's romance a, there's a and time a good, and a place for that yeah I, i'm not saying i hate those book porn i think it's right. a thing this is definitely book porn it is so descriptive okay and it's not just descriptive and quick it's descriptive and really long sure so um that was another one i was like huh wow i didn't know i mean i've never read anything by her before she's a scientist herself she this author has a phd there was like the little you know blurb at the end of from the author of she is in the science field so when she talks this takes place these are phd students graduate students in the academia setting and um trying to get you know grants funded and so very realistic on the scientific academic portion of it and then yet the romance story and the things they do for such intellectual people is so i mean the dichotomy of the two is just ridiculous so she's written like a number of books and she writes nothing has gotten the amount of reviews. I would be interested to know if nothing else has the sex scene that this one does. And some of them look like they're novellas. I mean, there was an addictive quality. um, I can see that. Little offshoots of maybe that one. Huh. Love on the Brain looks like its own standalone. I don't know. Interesting. Very interesting. It is definitely a can't put down quality. Okay. And maybe that part of the ridiculousness of it was part of that. Like, sure. let's see how crazy this can get, how dumb this can get, or how just ridiculous. 
But yet, I finished the whole thing really, really quick. <laughs> so, like you said, might I be a good enjoyed it. Palette cleanse. Not necessarily need to recommend it to people, but yeah, if you like a good little romance, you need a little. There you go. The love hypothesis boost in the love department. Yeah, <laughs> just read it, and I, I mean, I would never, I wouldn't buy this one and put it on my shelf, <laughs> but to check it out from the library and. Yeah, get caught up for a day. No problem. Well, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. That was a good Those like, were, episode of yeah, books. There's a little bit of everything there. Get reading, people. Do it, and then let us know. I love that. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please share, rate, subscribe. We need all of that. We're still looking for a Wyoming listener. Wyoming, where are you? Thank you to Amphibious Soup for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.